Hey, hey. what is up, What's up world people, everybody? Uh, yo, uh, we. My name is George. This is Kadri. I'm Kadri. Uh, we are so excited. We have been planning this for. One of the the first idea of this came up was sometime at the end of last year. Yeah. I remember we were talking about it. It was a joke, like all good <laughs> things. I think all the great things in the world it started off like a joke. We were joking about doing a podcast, and then we were like, "Yo, what if we called it Black on Black?" And then it got real. I love how that's when it yeah. got real. Yeah, it totally. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was the stupidest thing we could have said, and it got real. And then every other week after I saw you, I was like, "Dude, I kind of like Black on Black. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like the idea yeah. of that." And then. Um, I started my YouTube a few weeks back. Thank, thank you for all you guys who are following mm. along. And I was like, you know, I would love for this to be a video podcast one of the weeks. Um, yeah. And Kadri so graciously accepted. So we're going to do these once a month, at least for the start. Uh, maybe if it gets bigger, we'll do more. But just for the first season, we'll do one, one a month. Um, and so for those of you guys who don't know who I am, my name is George Coltrane. Um, I live in the San Diego area. Um, I have a long story. I won't tell it all, but military kid moved around a lot, but I've been here in SoCal for a minute. Um, my first love um, has always been music, but God did not bless me with the voice. So I do the next best thing, which is film, which I also love doing. I love doing film work. Um, and uh, yeah, so I do a lot of film work here. I do film work for my church, for my own self, for a couple of businesses that I, that I run, my YouTube, obviously. Um, and uh, and yeah, and I pretend to make, I pretend to do music, um, but mostly I support my friends who make music because all my friends make really dope music and I listen to a lot of Spotify. Um, but that's me in a nutshell. Um, I'm married, been going on marriage for over two and a half years, which is hella dope. Um, my wife is amazing. She's letting us film this in the bottom of our house in this basement, which is kind of creepy, but also kind of looks fire. Um, and uh, yeah, I just love art. I love sports. Go Lakers all day. Clippers are the worst franchise in all of all time. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'm black. <laughs> All right, my name is Kadri Williams. <laughs> I am a uh, musical artist, genius. Um, whatever, dude. And I'm also a uh, visual artist and graphic designer. Um, I, you know, write music, play music, um, live, breathe, eat, sleep, facts, fart, music, <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I currently just working on a ton of uh, personal projects and stuff like that and uh yeah I, i'm also black hence the name black, black on black, on black. <laughs> yeah we it's funny though the name black on black obviously for those of you guys who yeah. are aware it's kind of usually it's not usually a positive term very negative uh usually we're in reference to black on black crime mm-hmm. and and kind of that so we thought yo let's take something that's negative turn it into positive and that's kind of the premise of this podcast is stuff Issues and stuff that are not talked about or are talked about very negatively. Um, we wanted to start healthy conversations about them. Um, uh, living in SoCal, there's um, uh, a lot of white people um, who have a lot of, who have you know, like black friends, but not a lot of them. And so mm-hmm. there's just issues that like just don't really get addressed. And so, yeah, I don't know. We, we talk about them all the time. So we're like, yo, we're talking about them in secret. Let's talk about them on camera yeah. and let you guys peer in. And, yeah, yeah. We don't want to. We want to make this a healthy environment to discuss these topics and also fun. Very fun. We want to. You know, I mean, some of the stuff, subject matter. I imagine we're going to talk about won't be like you know happy go lucky laugh track kind of content. Yeah, but, true. Um, I think we want to try to have a place where this is like a safe area to yeah. 
discuss um, some really hard and pressing topics and uh, also some more um, possibly like lighthearted things or for just sure. perspective. For sure. Um, just things for, you know, more broad perspective or maybe a glimpse into um, maybe a world that some of the people watching are not familiar with and maybe yeah. others are. And that's yeah. like something healthy to, you know, be able to have somebody talk about those things and, you know, uh, you know, What's the right word for it? Uh, just inspire good conversation. Yeah. Totally yeah. 100%. Hopefully you guys look at this and go, man, these are conversations I either need to have with, you know, my black friends or my black family, or just even when you're white communities, if you're white, then you have them in a healthy way um, that, you know, is constructive and not for destructive. Sure. Cause so much of these conversations right now are destructive and that's, that's sad, you know? So yeah, but also we, we are going to have a lighthearted attitude about some stuff, you know, because they are serious. We don't want it to be all gloom and doom. Um, we're pretty goof off kind of guys. Mm-hmm. We've been friends for a long time, so Very we're just gonna time. have inside jokes, and you guys kind of get to watch and and <laughs> it's be a fun time and, and wonder what we're talking about. But yeah, uh, so we thought we kicked this whole thing off with a kind of lighthearted one. Uh, why don't you tell the people what we decided in this? Because this is this is KG's idea to call this. this so thing. we uh, we uh, were listening to uh, a beautiful song by Miss Solange Knowles. Solange Knowles and. Uh, the song is also featuring the, my favorite artist Sampha. Yes, Sampha is on that track. Sampha, if you ever watch this, I'm your number one fan. I'm probably your number two fan, but I think you're great. And uh, this track uh, is called uh, "Don't Touch My Hair," and that <laughs> is going to be the context of our first discussion. All the black people watching just went, mm, mm-hmm, yes, yeah, because if you're black, you you know the feeling. I've <laughs> I genuinely feel like, like at least ninety nine point nine percent of the black people I've talked to, can immediately, immediately yeah. it's understand. A, it's a rite of passage. It really, it's it's a, a, that's like a really disturbing way to put that, but I think it kind of is. Yeah, a very like yeah. It's it's wild that in my like this is not even like as a kid. Like in my in my adult life, I've had people ask oh, to touch my hair. Yeah, for sure. Which and it's is not weird. like a. I think we were talking about this the other day. It's not like a, it's not like a, hey, your hair is really cool. Is it cool if I like touch it or something? It's like always like this invasive. They're like, already you, reaching like, for you. Like, like, your freaking face, in your face, like, let me grab your freaking hair. Yeah. Like really creepy. It's like they're touching your head and then asking and you're like, uh, it's kind of too late, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like you're like already full sun right now. So yeah, I know it's super weird. I think my first experience having that happen to me. Mm, first experience <clears> is a good one. Was probably... I think it had to have been in, like, so, in uh, elementary school, mm. I actually had, like, a ton of black people all the time with me. So, I didn't really, ha- I mean, and but I also had, you know, some white friends and stuff, because it was at New Venture. Yep. And so... We went uh, to school there a long time ago. Yeah, for sure. And um, we ended up, I ended up transferring to, uh, you know, public school called um, Madison. Yeah, Madison. I Madison. Madison Middle School, and so I was, like, doing, like, the after-school program or something like that because my parents couldn't pick me up or something, and it was, like, maybe, like, the third week of school or something, and some random girl, I'm wearing, like, mind you, I'm wearing a hat, like, full-on, <laughs> and I had, like, little, like, kind of, like, weird, like, they weren't dreads, but they're these gross, like, looking twist- twisties, takes my hat off, and, like, proceeds to like grab my hair and as she's like doing that she's like oh can i like touch your hair it looks so cool and she's like oh it looks like springs oh my god and like all this like 
really ir- like just like really irritating. Just, Wait, how old were you when this happened? Uh, this is Madison, so you had Madison. to have been. It was my seventh grade year. Yeah, I was gonna say it had to be like you I had was. to be older, ten, older than. 10. I just remember seventh grade. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. It's funny because it's not too different from mine. So I grew up. Uh, my dad was military, so we lived around. Uh, we moved around a lot and lived overseas for most of my young childhood, and then we moved to San Diego um, when I was uh, eight years old. Um, and so my first like American schooling I ever did, um, I was I was eight nine years old at the time. And uh, it's funny. I have one of my favorite school pictures is like this one that I have. I'm in this, you know, class picture, and it's all like white girls around me, white blonde girls around me. And uh, I remember one of them. I won't say her name because I think we might still be connected via social media. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember at recess, she we're sitting next to each other at the, at the lunch table, and uh, she touches my head. She doesn't even ask. She touches. She's rubbing my head. And uh, and I didn't even have like cool hair back then. Like I just had a just, you know a little buzz cut or like whatever. Really, really yeah, just a little yeah. buzz cut. And she's touching my hair. She's like, "Wow, that's so cool." And I remember thinking like, "Why is why are you touching my head?" Like, yeah. I, like, like it was just such a like surreal moment of like, yo, like I don't understand. There's a bunch of people here. You can be touching their head. Why why are you touching mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is just like yeah, like it was. It was, and then, and then, and then she calls her friend over and she's like, come touch George's hair. And so <laughs> Yo, she recruits other people to touch my hair. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there kind of like, um, how, how do I stop this? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Weird. I've had like a, like that first time wasn't that same scenario, but I've had like that circumstance yeah. happen to me where it's like, I'm just kind of like minding my own business and stuff. And it's not just like a like one person; it's like a group of people, yeah. Like just kind of like yes. crowd around you, absolutely. And, like, and you just kind of like the like weird, like you know, dissecting. I mean, where do you frog think? Thing. Where do you think from like the white people side? Like, where do you think that kind of mind? What what what's the mindset behind that? I mean, I would have to ask people, but it's like I don't think there's I don't I don't think that there's anything like malicious mm. or mm-hmm. uh ill-willed behind it i think it's like you see something that is not familiar or different and you're actually like i feel like the intention behind those like encounters was not to like you know like i said not to be malicious anyway but yeah for sure it was just something that was out of the ordinary for them in that circumstance and I think they wanted to like explore something new in like a, I don't know. Why do you think like black people, because generally when I like, when we talk about these stories, like, mm-hmm. like you said, like every black person like generally has one. Why is there so much like hesitancy or, uh, yeah, just like resistance from black people about that happening? I feel well, for me or for, yeah. What do you, what do you see from like your own personal experience? Yeah. I feel like for me, it's like, um, just based on the context of it, of like what was going on, um, you know, I didn't, there were a ton of, sorry, my pop filter is like, like being super weird. Um, $5 Amazon, baby. $5 pop filters. I'm going to get that, 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 uh, gross money affiliate, you know, I'm gonna put the link in the the (laughs) description below. I'm going to get, I'm going to get 3% of the $5 pop filter I got from Amazon. Dude, that, (laughs) yeah, we need, definitely need a better one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll get one. (laughs) By next month, we'll have a new, a new pop filter. Let's see. Uh, 
Only the diehards. Only the diehards will notice the the new pop filter next next yeah, time. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, the pop filter is different. We like diehards within like the first week. Sean Brazil will probably be one of the only. Sean shouts out to Sean. Brees, He'll probably be one of the very few. All right. So, um, with me personally. Side um, note: I'm pretty sure Sean has touched my hair. Yo, we gotta beat him out now. Take that out, dude. No, no, no we're not gonna that. put that part in. But I do feel like he's touched my hair. Sean, did you grab George's <laughs> hair? Sean, you disgust me. It I is. mean, you disgust anyways. Me. And yeah, so I mean, the 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 purpose of these of these stories isn't to like make fun of these people or to make anyone feel ostracized. Anyways, it, it's just mm-hmm. it really is like it's a funny like rite of passage that most you know, African-American people have gone through. And so it's just funny, you know, we're not, if you're like one of those people where you're like, oh, I, I've touched my black friend's <laughs> hair. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I wouldn't like, you don't have to go apologize to them. It's just like a, it's just funny that we've like, as, as, as a race, we kind of generally have the same story. But I think that's an interesting, like, I think it's an interesting, like thing to hop into of like, why do you think like, because so many black people have had a story similar to that, um, what's like, and maybe you don't want to speak for all black people, but for you, KG, oh, for sure. like what, what feelings do you have when something like that happens? I think for me, what feelings come up. Um, so, well, I think it's good to give like a little bit of context too, because mm, in my yes. school there, you know, I would imagine if you were to like go and um, do like an actual, like, census of the population of our school you would find that there's <laughs> you would find that there's like what like one percent of the student body would have yeah, probably sure. been yeah. african-american yeah. and like yeah. not in, in in general people of color on campus mm-hmm. um maybe it might have been a little bit higher than that number but probably not very much yeah, so totally. um i think there's like a weird feeling of like when somebody when you have like a group of students that kind of recognize something so explicit about your hair or like any kind of feature it's like you feel very much like the other and it's like mm, it's, that's good and there's almost like this uh role assigned to you in a weird way of like that kid's like super different and no no kid yeah no kid, like, junior high, elementary school, high school wants to be that kind of, you know, that kid. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, obviously, like, each of us, like, grow, grows up and we learn how to, like, um, you know, tr- like, really, like, you know, grow into, like, whatever whatever signifiers we might carry mm. or whatever kind of yeah, that's good. Um, place we might establish in, like, our, like, social order or whatever, but... Uh, it's just super uncomfortable, and it's yeah. it, it just feels very naked. That's the, I think that's the ooh, experience. that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Because I, I mean, same way. I was, um, I was at a private school when that happened, and I was, I think, one of two black people at the whole school, and it was Dang, like dude. kindergarten to I think sixth grade, something like that. And so, yeah, it like it highlights the, it highlights the like fact that you are different, for and sure. that you are not. Like in a weird way, I think especially, you know, I, I must have been, you know, like I said, seven at the time you're seeking acceptance and you're like, yo, you're different. Like, you know, you're, you're like, you know, the black sheep, literally like the black sheep of the whole group. And so it kind of makes you feel a little bit, um, yeah, like you said, naked or exposed, you know, of like, yeah. oh crap, you know, which is very interesting and very weird. Uh, I think for me too, like, like there's kind of a little bit of an element of like, um, you don't want, you don't want to feel, um, like, 
exploited in a way. Maybe yeah, that's the right that's word. It, very, it feels very exploited. Yeah, because it's like I know that like it's weird that that, and I think this, especially the part of me that is weird is that when people take the initiative to do something, and it's like, yo, you didn't like that was very uh, you didn't take you didn't ask for my permission. Mm-hmm. You felt like that was your right to do so, and so for you to infringe on my space. Uh, kind of makes me feel like I don't have like there's not there's not the like boundaries that should be there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I feel very I feel like I I rarely see that happen in white culture where people just kind of like you know what I'm saying like the you know even if there's someone different you know like long hair or whatever like there's there's that like boundary of like yo you still ask and there's like a permission like asking and then there's that the, yeah, like sure. the like you know what I'm saying like the yes or the no the response to that permission um, and. I felt like I feel like in some of those settings, um, that wasn't granted, and it was like, oh, yeah. like I have like because you're so new and because you're so different, like I have a right to explore your hair, and it's like, <clears throat> um, I prefer it if you would like not, you know what I'm saying, or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever the case is. But also like in a really weird way though too, and I don't know if, like if you felt this way, but because there's like a, it's like a two sided like coin, you know, a little bit of like. There is the like idea of like you're different, and so you feel um, ostracized. But also, there's like a second part of it that like you um, want to feel accepted, and so there is yeah. part of it that does feel good because you're like, oh, I want to feel like, like I love that you guys are kind of accepting me. But I feel like that's a terrible way to like get that acceptance. For sure, like I think something that adds on to what you're saying is like. In those scenarios, I feel that there is a part of me at that point in time in my life, I had already kind of figured out, um, and I can't say this for all, you know, black people or whatever, but I'm sh- I feel like maybe other people have, like, I, we can understand this, like, I felt, one, like what you said, like, I wanted to be, you know, kind of fit in, and I felt like that was, like, a yeah. weird way to fit in. Yeah. It felt really uncomfortable in the moment, mm. and but I also felt like... It's like I like am not allowed to say something. Mm. If I be, if I'm the one that calls it out, everyone's gonna see it as like this yes. exaggerated response. Yes, you know what I mean. Because mm, I think of two um, <clears throat> with like you know racist jokes. Mm-hmm. Like when I was growing up and stuff. Like right. now I don't like it's just they're not that like they're irritating to me. Honestly, yeah, for sure. But when I was growing up. So many people would say them, and then, like, it would be, like, a shock value kind of thing for me to say something. Right. And... Or people freak out at you, and you're like, yo, why are you making such a big deal? Yeah. And you're they like... say something that's, like, super out of, out of bounds. And yeah, stuff, you're like... But it's, like... <laughs> but it's like the, the thing yeah. is, like, you, like you, you go and say those things to your, like, friends that, like, aren't black. Right. And it's like, oh, let's all laugh and stuff, because it doesn't, like, pertain yeah. to any of us. Yeah. But then you become, like, the person that is mm. the butt of that joke. Yeah. And then people are kind of like throwing that around and then you you kind of pick up on, yeah, if I say totally. it, then like I have ownership of the joke. Yeah. And also I like people like kind of think I'm funny because it's like, oh, he's kind of like laughing at himself. Mm. But then somebody else, I'm sorry, I'm not going to, this. I can't be super eloquent with it, yeah. like about it and like well, articulate about it. In it's interesting because you like, said that and it kind of goes back. I think it's, I think it's a book written by, and I hope I get this, get this right. I'll put it in the, I really will put it in the description, but it's a book I believe written by Dale Carnegie mm-hmm. um, and it's called, it's a book called Boundaries. I believe it's by Dale Carnegie, but it's a really interesting book and I've read it a few years back, but it's the whole idea of like in social norms, 
um, especially like a stuff like marriage or friendships, like being able to set up boundaries and people who aren't able to like, who aren't allowed to have boundaries set up, like generally have uh, generally have very unhealthy relationships with the people around them. Mm. And I feel like it's a very, like it is, it's kind of like what you said of like you, you know, and it, it comes off racist jokes. I love that you brought that up, but even things like that where you, because you want to be accepted, you don't want to turn down their like advances, which is, which is, you know, it's a really weird unhealthy yeah. state to be in, but you don't want to turn that down because you want to be accepted, but you also don't feel comfortable with the actions or the things that are being said. And so I feel like it's this, it puts, you know, especially, you know, black kids in, that, are, that are in a minority situation, it puts them in a very um, um, compromising situation to where they have to kind of say yes Mm-hmm. And enjoy it for the sake of being accepted, and you don't want to. You don't want to be the. You, know, you don't want to be the black kid who's like, "Hey, I don't think that's funny. Or I don't think that's cool. Or I don't like that." Um, you don't want to be the black kid that's like that because you're already kind of the, you're already the minority anyways. Mm-hmm. But also, someone's infringing on your boundaries that you don't like, um, and yeah. makes you feel uncomfortable. For and sure. so it's this really weird like dichotomy that I think a lot of black people. feel feel and i think that's why they resonate with so many black people because they were they know that feeling and it goes i mean we you know we're joking about don't touch my hair it's not that really that big of a deal but i think it's this interesting like um it's this interesting uh like theme that i think you will see that's consistently plays out in different areas of black and whites relationships and even i think you know different races too or, or whatever different i think different you know situations and everything but um there's a really weird boundary that's I think that like is the the boundary is not set up well and so um, or you know it can or it cannot be but a lot of times the, that boundary's been infringed upon and so because of that you always remember that and you know it's such a such a silly thing like people touching your hair why would you always remember that why do so many black people like recall that situation because I think it speaks to that boundary being infringed upon and yeah. the like. And the like, this weird state that it puts you in as a minority African American in situation where you want to feel accepted, you don't want to feel ostracized, but you're constantly reminded that you that you are. Yeah, because it's not because I'm. I I think that I've seen, I've definitely seen like other people like touch their friends' hair or Mm -hmm. something like that or whatever. I think it's more so. It's not so much that because it feels like I feel to like the casual listener. Saying something like that is like, oh, that's like a stupid thing to get, you know, bothered by. Totally. But it's not, it's not the fact that like, it's not just the hair thing. It's why your hair is being touched. It's like that underlying part of like, I'm being approached right now and I I almost feel like I'm being like studied or I'm under, you Mm. know, I'm like under the knife right now in like a weird way. Yeah. And it's invasive and all this is happening only because I'm black. You know what I mean? And I'm not being, it's like a little bit like dehumanizing. Interesting. You know, there's a pressure as black people to not, um, yeah, like to speak with the filter. And it, and it comes through in a lot of different ways. Is it getting recorded too? Yes. Cool. Keep going. Um, I think I think that there's. I mean, I want to. I think we could circle back to the dehumanizing thing. It's funny when we cut the camera, we started talking about some stuff, and it's we came up with this idea of like there's a there's a pressure uh, as as African Americans kind of navigate situations, especially stuff that's maybe you know, difficult to talk about, that we have to talk with a filter. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't just say exactly how we feel real raw and honest 
KG just kind of alluded to, sometimes when you say that or say things like that, it's people see or perceive you as being threatening or being emotional. Um, the amount of times that I've heard like a, a black woman being referred to as she's like emotional, Serena Williams, um, there was this whole thing a few weeks ago. KG's not big in the sports. So I don't know if he even saw this, but a few weeks ago, he had the, uh, Serena Williams had this big match, yeah. the big match. And she was very, you know, she, I mean, she was very passionate and loud on the court. She felt like, you know, the judge was cheating her, you know, whatever. But like in all the like news, the story, you know, sports news stories and all that stuff was, oh, she's so emotional and da, 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 da. And I was like, yo, I've seen like white women do that. I've seen black or white or white dudes do that all the time. And it's like, yo, why are we perceived as emotional? And I think what it, it, it communicates to like a younger audience or, or even just people watching is that you have to speak with the filter. You have to like, like I even do sometimes I'm, I'm like interacting with people. I'm always like, I'm very like, uh, I, we joke around sometimes we call it white voice, but like I have to use this like white <laughs> voice with people because I'm like, yo, I, yeah. like, I don't want you to perceive me as threatening or like emotional or like, you know, over the top mm. um, when I talk about certain things. Um, and, and I think that like permeates even like what we're talking about with this kind of this silly issue about touching the hair. But I think it really permeates that of like, yo, I, I don't I don't want you to touch my hair, but I also don't want to say no because I don't want to seem like, you know, I'm I'm being, you know, extra or weird or, you know, what I'm saying. And so, like, I think it, it it's like it's this really weird, like, like mental game that I think, you know, people of color have to play with um, that. uh like, uh, I, I can't just be honest with you. Um, mm. I've said this before in some of my white circles, not, not a lot. Cause I think it is kind of a, sh- uh, it's got kind of a shock th- uh, value to it, but I, there's very, very few. And I would probably even say like none, there's, there's not many, uh, situations that I walk to where the whites are the majority and I feel comfortable. Um, and it's not even like people are like whoa. What do you mean? Like you're not comfortable with white people? Well, like no, I don't mean that. Like in me, I'm not saying because I don't like white people, but like I think if you were a white person, and you went to like an all black church or you went to an all black neighborhood, and like people were just doing stuff that was completely contrary to everything that you're like used to as a human being, it would feel a little bit like whoa, this is weird. Hmm. This is different. And I feel like I feel that way. I'm I'm I've always you know I've grown up. Like I said, overseas, and I grew up on the West Coast, where I, you know, I'm not the majority. You know, like here in San Diego, there's not like a ton of black people. There, there's spots where there's a few, but you know, we're everywhere I've been, every church, every school, every job that I've been on, I've been the minority, like clearly. And so I don't feel comfortable sometimes saying how I feel or expressing how I feel or expressing what I'm thinking because a lot of times it's getting perceived as, you know, aggressive you know, emotional, um, illiterate, you know, all, I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on. Um, and even I felt that in elementary school, I didn't know it back then, but looking back now, realizing people asked to touch my hair and I was like, um, no, but I said yes, because I didn't feel the power to say no. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of that is, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me to, um, yeah, a lot of that resonates with me. I think for one thing, there's uh, kind of picked up on this thing as I was growing up that there's a lot of things that um, my friends that didn't look like me could say or do mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like establishing boundaries or um, kind of, you know, addressing um, displeasure, discomfort that if I were to do the same kind of thing, 
then it, yeah. I would be immediately kind of received as aggressive or, um, or you know, overreactive or something yep. like that. Uh-huh. And a lot of times too, it was in terms of like getting like ganged up on with like a bunch of like racist jokes or whatever it might be. Or mm-hmm. it's like a super uncomfortable situation that like completely only, um, you know, pertained to me. It didn't like implicate anybody else, but me. And I was like, you know, the butt of that entire joke. And then maybe right. say something like, Hey, this is like, you know, I'd probably say it with a little bit more emotion, but like, Hey, like, like shut up, you know, right. like this is like irritating. Right. And then people, there would always be like either like the calm down or it's just a mm. joke or <laughs> yeah. all these things. And, um, totally. or even this one's like kind of like, this one irritates me like a little, like I still kind of like yeah. think about it and it irritates me. My friends would do this thing where we're like, they would say, um, and I'm almost embarrassed to say that they're my fr- like, it's my friends, but I'm embarrassed to like even right. say this. Right. But it's like, they would say stuff like, um, like, oh, who cares? He's black. Mm. It's like, it doesn't matter yeah. what he's saying. He's black. Like, yeah. we'll just, just say that like right. casually. And you know, they would yeah. never, I, I don't remember ever anybody ever saying like, you guys like actually say that that's not cool. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like as an yeah. adult, everyone can look at that. But even me in that scenario, mm. just because, you know, I, I didn't have, um, consistent interactions with people that mm. looked like me when I was at school or whatever. Totally. So I just didn't pick, I just didn't register with me. Like, this is like not okay or appropriate or like a healthy environment to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. So wow. it's like, I just kind of learned, <clears throat> like, just don't say anything about what you're feeling. Just like right. deal with it. Nobody else is going to give a crap. You know what I mean? But I think you're and, aware of the fact that that was something that will be attributed to you. And so you have to oh, fight. Sure. You have to fight on two fronts. You have to fight on the front of I want to express how I feel, but I also have to like uh, prepare for how you're gonna judge me. Like you know how people oh, are gonna yeah, look at you. Oh yeah, for sure. For you know sure. what I'm saying? Which is so wild. Like I use this analogy all the time. It's probably one of my favorite analogies when I talk about race. But like if you were to, if you were to, um, you know, like interact with someone who went through something like a sexual trauma or was assaulted or, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately because of the day we time, like, you know, stuff like rape or whatever, which is such a crazy thing. And it's so sad and heartbreaking. But if you were because of like um, because of like just the stats and stuff, we know that people are de- affected and deal with that. And you would come into contact with someone like that. You would be sensitive to them and like the, the like baggage that they may or may not have. Um you you like would understand that you may not touch someone the same way that you would touch someone who hasn't been affected that or you may not make the same jokes you know what i'm saying like the common sense of that you would understand that um yeah and so like in the same way i think when you're dealing with people of color and race that like um they're they've dealt with very serious issues like like you have to understand that and have that like understanding of uh, that compassion and that empathy to go look I'm I, you know yeah there might be some things that I don't understand like you may not understand how you know a sexual assault victim feels but you also are uh, compassionate towards them and in the same way I think you're dealing with people of color of race of like mm-hmm. you know the way they feel sometimes marginalized and, and, and things of that nature like you may not understand that and you may not even like all the time agree but you have like compassion is the way that you uh, fix that and the more you treat them uh, you know, the more you marginalize them, the the less that's gonna you know 
benefit you know them and you in a, in, a, in a relationship yeah i think of like what you're talking about with like compassion and like um like applying that to your understanding of, of, of people of color or whoever it might be um or you know a victim of um, sexual abuse or anything i think of like when people say the whole like oh like quit being a victim or whatever hmm. i just think of like when you're in a relationship or you're hmm. like a fa- with a family member or whatever it might like a, you're you know romantic relationship family right. uh friendship and stuff you know like you like you just said with the um about like that whole like build up like if somebody is not able to express their feelings and stuff i think of like what if you your you know your wife or your husband or something was having like some kind of problem in your relationship and they kind of like brought it up to you know resolve that issue yeah and you're just like could be like a victim dismiss like yeah your significant other is not a victim like i think they can yeah in 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 the what's the right word um in in principle yes they are in if they if you were mistreating somebody right. in that principle like yes you are like they are a victim of your hurt and your abuse and stuff like that right, right. but they're not like that's not their identity. That's totally. the thing is like throwing identity totally. on people as For like, sure. oh, you're you're being a victim. It's like, yeah. no, the context of the circumstance says yeah. because you've treated somebody this way, yes, they're a victim of your mistreatment or your right. misbehavior. Or someone else's mistreatment. Exactly. Sometimes but you have to deal that, with the baggage of someone else. Yeah, but in like that stuff's going to affect them Absolutely. In, in different ways. Totally. But that doesn't make that because they brought it up to try to resolve something or to try to like move forward or yeah. to address a problem that needs to be addressed or take care of something does not make them a victim. For sure. That's like, and that's, again, that's not the same thing. To loop back around, what you're communicating in that dismissal of how they feel is that like they're not entitled to feel that way, which again yeah, speaks sure. speaks to I think the youth and like this random this like crazy cycle of like, yo I cannot express how I feel because I know by uh you know or I I see by experience that people will dismiss me um, belittle yeah. how I feel and how I you know how I'm feeling, um and so it creates this crazy loop and this crazy cycle which is like you know like speak you know as a black person i speak to someone of, of non-color with the filter because i'm afraid how you're going to perceive what i say and i'm just expressing how i feel you know what i'm saying which is which is just crazy you know you brought up the whole like racist jokes thing which is funny because like i've been in circles where like you know just recently and again i'm not i'm not naming names but like i was in a circle where we sports guys and we're talking and someone brings up colin kaepernick and they go yeah someone tell that guy to stand up right george and i'm like what <laughs> why, why would you out of all these people that are all white why would you single me out but it feels kind of weird you know what i'm saying so yeah. now what what am i gonna do am i gonna in front of all these people now make a political you know what i'm saying like i wasn't talking about colin kaepernick yeah. i was chilling you know what i'm saying and so it's, yeah, i'm just i'm just sitting here just chilling and all of a sudden now i'm in this incredible spot where and if i voice how i feel someone might take it the wrong way oh, oh and you know it's like this crazy like cycle where i think I think as white people, you know, again, I'm not trying to generalize or, or, you know, whatever, but I think sometimes the white people forget that like black people feel things and, and they're entitled to feel things and it doesn't make them, you know, like evil. Yeah. It doesn't make <laughs> or, them evil yeah. or wrong or, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Like people have feelings just like you have different feelings about different stuff as For a sure. white person. And that, and that doesn't define you as a person. It just, you have different feelings than maybe your neighbor does. And like, that's mm-hmm. the same thing with black people. Um, and I think what's healthy is kind of, you know, 
as we look at like the solution or not, maybe not the solution, but like progress and moving forward um, is, is being gracious and letting, um, you know, people of color, black people, you know, whomever um, to have that boundary um, that you would, you know, hopefully you would allow someone of your own race to have, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it is, is as little as maybe an insignificant as a thing as touching someone's hair or even, you know, making jokes or comments in, in a setting like, you know, if someone disagrees or someone doesn't maybe react the way that you would want them to react, um, you know, don't ostracize them. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, um, diminish them. Don't, you know, make them feel less than, because doing that is hard. Like when, when you're in a setting, especially in a setting where you're the minority, when you say something that's, that maybe the group disagrees with, that's very hard and that's a vulnerable space to be in. So then when you on top, when you compound that by minimalizing them, um, and dismissing them, I think that that just sets a very unhealthy boundary. And mm-hmm. I think that's why there's so much mis- mistrust too between mm-hmm. the black and the white community is that like as a black person, like I'm kind of innately trained to not trust you because of the way that you treat me. And it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's as simple as these small things, but yeah, it's like, Oh, so if I say this, I'm now boxed into being emotional or being erratic or, you know, well, you can make things always about race. Well, because this is a race issue. Now I'm going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. I'm going to you like, you know, again, I didn't make it. Someone else brought up Colin Kaepernick, but now you're going to ask me, you know, but if I'm, you know, in my brain, I'm thinking, man, if I'm, <laughs> if I make this comment right now, people are going to be like, oh, well, there you go making it about race again. And I'm like. What you know? what I'm saying like that's, that's a super weird. Yeah, because it's, so it's like you didn't even address I didn't, it. I, like, I, was, I think that's so interesting because like I hear I like sorry. I'm, no, you're this, good. Hop this in, isn't even hop like in. fully like this is kind of almost a tangent off of what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. But it's like this podcast is gonna be full of tangents. I feel. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but it's like somebody kind of throws that curveball of like here's this like random race related right. thing, right? And then you're put in this super awkward situation where you're like. Yeah, I don't want to say anything right now. Do you ever feel like poked and prodded, and then you're like, "But now I can't respond." On the like daily, like people make Uh, comments, and I feel like I feel like you're baiting me into a response right now. Oh, for sure. I we again not gonna say names, but a friend of mine, we're talking about MLK, (laughs) and he says something to the effect of, uh, "Oh yeah, well, did you know MLK was a you know adulterous man?" And I was like, "What do you want me to say to that?" (laughs) Like. What is that? Like, 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 why would you bring that up? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like yeah. you're, you, you are baiting me into something that's just like, yeah, like, I, of course I'm going to feel a, a certain kind of way about that. You know, like, <laughs> don't, you know, like, it just feels like you, people are like, ah, 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 and then you respond and they go, ah, see, I told you. I knew that's it. Look at it. Look at it. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> you poked me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you provoked that kind of response. Knowing that I probably felt a way about it, and maybe it's—I don't know if it's malicious or if it's just like—I um, don't—I don't know where that comes from. I—I I really don't. But um, mm-hmm. it—I think again, it leads to that. I think it's—it speaks to that mistrust that I think a lot of black people are like, "I'm not going to talk about this. I'm just going to stay out my lane. You know, I'm, I'm going to stay yeah. in my lane, stay out your way, and uh, <laughs> you know, like, and it just—I yeah. think it just—it just—it's like a snowball effect, which which sucks because I feel. My our thing, our both of our hearts, is that there is a more um, gracious relationship between black and white people, and that we learn to respect, celebrate, and enjoy you know one another as as different you know, people with different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different you know yeah. stories, and all that stuff. I say this like super reluctantly, 
Go figure. We've been talking about that for like the last couple of minutes. Um, but I feel like it's it's something that's important to like even address is that. Um, and you know, I might this like I'll throw it out there. I might not even this might not even fully be true, mm-hmm. but I feel like the burden of um, I I be, I'm I'm imagining because it just hasn't happened to me yet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that. The burden of, uh, sorry, let me just, uh, yeah, let, me just th- let me just process this. What was the time? Eight minutes. Eight minutes left? Eight minutes on right now. Oh, eight minutes on. Okay. No way we've talking about eight minutes. What are you talking about from the start of that segment? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was on top of like the four, six, whatever we had before. Okay, cool. Cool. So I would say that like in a, in a given setting, if you have your, your white friends and your black friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. The lo- I feel that the largest burden of um... crap. How do I? I'm trying to give me. We're trying. We're trying to go to right now. You mentioned something about like having like a respect for each other in like a mm-hmm. in like a discussion a mm-hmm. setting of discussion, mm-hmm. and I think that there's like a larger burden in terms of like racial discussion on a black person than there is a white person. I don't know that there's a lot of day-to-day experiences that my white friends at least like deal with that really strongly implicate the way like their skin their skin tone. Does that make sense? So like if we're going to say got it. Yeah, for sure. I hear what you're saying. Like there's not a lot of discussions. There's I can't really there's not much that I can say to my friend that's white like that has to do with like racial ish anything racial mm-hmm. that's gonna put him in a super uncomfortable spot where it like implicates him right but there's so many things that somebody could say to me <laughs> that like implicates my race right it's gonna put me in a soup like yeah i can't i can't even like i can't even really think of an issue right now that i could say like that's uh comparable to somebody walking up to me and saying like oh did you know that like like slaves didn't exist or something. Like, like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. They, I can't like I can't just walk up to you like right. my white friend and put them in that totally. kind of uncomfortable right. situation where it's like, wow, this is like so weird and I yeah. don't know how to re- you know. Totally. Like I guess like the best the the biggest thing I can think of doing is like <laughs> going to my friend and feel I'd be like, what do you think about slavery? But that doesn't implicate his like totally. skin like totally. his uh, his actual race. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. That'd be a lot to him. So I feel like that's something to be really like thoughtful about in mm-hmm. what you're like addressing, like to you know have these more like let's hop in. Kind let's kind of hop in there. I think we could probably ride this wave out too of like how cool. we how we um because uh, are we rolling? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the again, like I think the goal is to try and like it's it's so wild to me. Like when I look at just like the news and social media, like honestly, mm. uh, how I, I don't know if I want to see this on camera because I don't want someone to steal this idea. But I think I'm thinking of doing some kind of like series or like mini video on like calling it the comment section because like yo, if you read the comment section on Facebook, it is it is like I'm like yo, you know your name 
is next to that comment. Like, you can't, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing to send, like, an anonymous note or something, but, like, yo, you commented, and, like, yo, your name, where you live, like, probably where you work is there. It's crazy, like, what people will say and just kind of the, like, firestorm that is race right now. Though. But the stuff you read that people say about black people. It's hateful. I bro. dare you to read through that. Yeah, it's I hateful. dare you to go through a comment section of any of those things that has anything to relate to that and, like, read what people say about like African American people, right? It's like, it's, it's heavy. It's it's disgusting, dude. And I feel like, I and feel not like, just read it like, not just read it like to see what they say because it's like, I feel like you can go through that stuff and hear some gnarly stuff and be right. and walk away. Like, There's always crazy, it's crazy, a little bit unscathed. Like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Think of you being the person reading that, right. thinking, wow, that's like somebody yeah. talking about me. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, I, I've I've heard that before so much. It's like, yo, it's it's always like, you never realize how. I'm trying to give like an example, but like you never think about it until it like affects you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, like when like it, you never really think about it until it affects someone like you or someone that you know and love. So like think about it in that way. And so that when we have like when these things are going on, like we can have conversations and have um I, I mean really I, I use the word conversations, but I, I I honestly mean like conversations, back and forth, dialogue. Um that that is constructive and that um that is hopefully you know constructive you know like have a conversation with someone and like if they say something that like hurts your feelings don't like get defensive like listen to them and maybe even ask questions of like well like why why do you feel that way like what 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 have i done that have made you feel that way not you know not an attacking way um but listen with an intent to hear them and to understand not to defend yourself or not to, um, you know, try and clear your name or what I did. I, that's not what I meant. It's like not necessarily about what you meant. It's about like, you know, you can have great, you can have, you know, awesome intentions that still really hurt someone, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, like that's just like fact, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like not many people mean to get in a car accident and hurt and kill someone, but that's like, that's what happens, you know? (laughs) I didn't mean to hit the car. Yeah. But but you did and you hurt someone. So like, don't go to the judge and be like, well, I didn't mean to. Well, no, duh. Like no one means to. And obviously that's extreme. Like, you know, situation to compare to for sure but know, i think that i mean still the like, mindset is the, the the principle stands it's like yeah yeah it's, I, we you know I don't, I don't think most I, well i won't speak for all black people but like when i think of white people doing stuff like that i don't think that they're meaning to do that but it still hurts and it still bothers me and so when i'm speaking out of what i feel or my experiences you know i think the response on both sides not just black but also on white sides is, is to listen and to listen with with the intent to understand um, because I feel like that's what we need right now. Like all the stuff that's going on, like again, what you read in the comment sections, what you see on social media, what you see even just on like news channels, like it's just people yelling at each other. Mm. It's, it's not conversation. It's like, no, you're wrong. Well, you're stupid feeling that way. We all just, and it's like, okay, like I've never, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never met someone who was like, yeah, you know what? That argument, like because of what someone commented in the video or because of some like, you, like that changed my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that rarely changes people. Um, it, it's like, it's really through relationship and conversation and, and like the, the, the commitment for empathy and, and, and compassion. Um, but like very rarely do you see people like arguing on the news and someone goes, Oh, you know what? Yeah. That person like railed against me and called me an idiot and totally belittled me. And that changed my mind on this subject. It's like, no, like that, that just doesn't work. Um, and I think that what we need in this time is, um, 
just compassion, you know, and, and conversation. Yeah. I don't, I have a friend. I have a, I'm not going to say the names or whatever, For sure. but, um, we had a really cool discussion because, uh, we were hanging out, I guess. And I didn't even catch him do this, but he, I guess like we were in a car, like joking around and he said like the N word or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just never grasped it. Right. And like the next day he like came up to me and approached me and was like, Hey man, like I need to like say sorry to you. I'm like, what? And he's like, well, we we're hanging out and I like, you know, I said the N word when we were together and, um, like I just, my friends and I used to always like say this together and he's like, well, I didn't have any, we didn't have any black friends Yeah, and we thought it was super funny to do. And it like, like came out like randomly while we were hanging out and I just was like super, you know, bummed and ashamed. And in that conversation, it was awesome because it was like, it wasn't like this yeah. weird, insincere discussion. It was like a, like honest like conversation about like you know that's that this is what that means to me mm. and stuff and like i got a grasp of for him that he just like you know didn't yeah get like it didn't just didn't register for him mm. and it ended up being like a really like good discussion and right. like i mean he you know doesn't do that anymore but it's right. like it was a really good that's where i see a conversation being like I think there needs to be like a level of like self reflection and like right. honest, like For sure. asking yourself some honest questions about like how you've been living your life and stuff. Mm. And I think there's also like a level of difficulty in it because if we come up to a conclusion where we have to confront something about ourselves that like was wrong, we have to relinquish a little bit of our like own power. It's yeah, it's also a vulnerable spot for white people to under- to like admit that they're that they've been wrong about something yeah, that's it's you know for so sure. i think that's like interesting too like for black people i think that's one of the areas where we may not are, are not always so we gotta be graceful even in how we address some of that stuff and, yeah. Or, well yeah and how we yeah and just how we um we gotta understand that that is a very uh difficult position for them to be in. i know it's weird because on, on the flip side we're like well it's a difficult position i'm in for sure and it's not to like you know like whatever but i think that um if you're really seeking to grow together and to like seek, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reconciliation. Reconciliation and unity. Uh, yeah, and unity that you have to also, it's it's a phrase that is, is used as you have to let them uh, save face a little bit. Like you've got to let, you can't, you, you can't hold it over their head and be like, I'm going to beat you up with what you've done wrong. You have to go, look, you've you got to be honest. Hey, this is what you've done that's been wrong and hurtful to me. Um, but also like I'm, I'm choosing to believe the best about you and and hopefully the way that we move forward now is in like i said reconciliation and unity so i think there's a flip side you know on both sides you know white people you gotta be gracious and gotta be willing to come to the table and listen and be be able to hear hurtful things but also black people and how we respond to them like what they're going to hear is hurtful and it's and it's like i know it's weird because you're like well of course it's hurtful what they've done to me is hurtful but yeah we have to be you know graceful and tactful about how we, um, um, you know, talk about those issues because they For are sure. hard on both sides. Like vengefulness is not like, yeah, that's never gonna like fix anything. It's just totally. like you're talking about like arguments and stuff like that. Like if you if you really want to address these top like uh, these topics, I don't like that's just not a healthy place to be at because yeah, just yeah, it's very misguiding, misguided, sure. and. I think that it's like fair to have like anger and displeasure and like vocalize and mm-hmm. um, display that or make it like apparent and stuff. But they, there's just definitely a level of like 
I don't know that it's always fair because mm. it might be overexpected. Right. But I think still like a level of composure and like self awareness is mm. a pretty big deal. And I'm and I really want to like you know bring that on that like a lot yeah. of it you know a lot of that composure piece is like a little unfair but it's like it's yeah it's necessary it's necessary it, i mean yeah it's not i don't i don't know i don't know i don't even really know how i think about it or yeah. fully feel about it that might be another podcasting that we'll, we'll sure. unpack later for um sure. yeah i mean this was supposed to be a little bit more lighthearted. kind of went off turned into something different <laughs> but Whatever. um for all of you guys who are listening i know that we have different kinds of listeners and different you know, um, different backgrounds and different things of that nature. I just want to, we, we both want to thank you so much for tuning in. You know, the, the, it's pretty late here. So that's why everything's pretty tired. Pretty tired. But, um, the, 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 the goal of this podcast is not to just talk about issues in the sense of like what's wrong, but hopefully it's in ways it's to inspire you guys again, wherever you guys are at, whether it's in your classrooms, um, and your families, um, you know, at the dinner table, uh, if you're, you know, part of some kind of church religious group, um, you know, uh, like let, let's, let's start legitimately. Let, like if we, if you're tired of, of the way that things are, like we've got to start making it, you start like taking action and doing something differently. Um, and even if it just starts with a conversation, like that, that's step one of 10, start with step one. Like let's, let's, let's start moving towards that. Let's start loving one another. Um, and really, um, being being each other's biggest fans and encouraging one another because it's hard, you know, life's hard and it's there's no reason for us to make it harder by, you know, attacking one another and, and putting down one another. Um, so yeah, uh, again, we're, we're, I think unless there's anything else that you want to, no, say, I think you said it pretty well. Uh, I want to again thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you're on my YouTube, please subscribe. If you are a lover of music, which you should be, um, you need to to go find this guy he's on spotify um Kadri williams he's got a couple songs out at the moment that this podcast dropped i'm sure he'll, he'll have more down the road but um thank you so much for tuning in again we'll be back next month uh don't know what the name of our next one will be but we'll drop that uh soon yep. um thank you so much for tuning in it's been a pleasure for george coltrane and Kadri williams this has been black on black, black.